for the record. Yes. I was too scared to come into the space and I decided to come here today because my fear calls me. I have something to say. Are you able to say what the fear was that was keeping you away? Fear of what? It's it's still here. It's the it's the fear of being rejected by you, Clinton. And then what is your what is your fear today? Would you say again? What is your fear today? It's the same fear. It's here. I decided to to come through here and express that in front of you before doing the HP, doing the other way around. Nice. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hello. 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 I I get the sense there's a couple loaded packets entering the door. So could you just uh, begin, whoever you are? And remember, no dead time. Hey, I'll go. I... I finally figured out how to ask for a team. So, like, I, I I figured out how to ask ask for a team for being here in Puerto Rico, as my grandmother is, you know, in the in ICU and with my family. And I'm learning now that, in, like, that how how little I know how to use the, the team that I that I created. And yeah, I find myself going back and forth from from being here and being in in what I'm in and. Like having this group of people that's like there's like 24 people in this group chat. I'm, I I I'm like ecstatic about it, and at the same time like shaking about it. And at the same time, I don't know how to use it. I don't know how to how to use it. And sometimes I I share what's going on. Sometimes I I call someone, and I'm I'm like waiting for somebody to step in and and and. I don't, I, it's like, I, I see myself waiting for someone to step in and say something, like waiting for someone to make a move. And yeah, it's just like a big, this is a big thing that I'm seeing right now is like how much I wait for somebody to make the move, waiting for somebody else to, to start. 
and, and like yeah even right now I'm I'm on the screen and I spend so much time looking down looking away and I'm not looking at you all who are here on the screen I'm just fear flowing through me and there's an album by Neil Diamond called Hot August Night it's one of his first albums and he and the people in the audience he's singing outdoors at the Hollywood Bowl and there's thousands of people there and he wants them to sing along with him because they know the words of the song and he knows that they're afraid to do it. And he gives them this formula. And the formula is cast away your inhibitions for just about 15 bars. You know, and so he puts a time limit on it or a space limit on it. It isn't like cast away your inhibitions forever. You know, take down the wall, drop your survival strategy, get vulnerable, be real, show up. He's not saying that. He's saying... Let's let's play this game. Let's sing together. Let's cast away our inhibitions for about 15 bars. And people do because there's this a, a door, you know, a slot. And so what's a bar? It's a, a measure in the music. Okay. It's like four beats usually okay. or three beats if it's a waltz. And, and so uh, I use that a lot. I when I have to start meetings or talk to people or <clears throat> try to write something that's just scaring the shit out of me, you know, I just this thing comes up, just cast away your inhibitions for just about 15 bars, because that's about enough time for the momentum to take over, you know, for the archetypal lineage forces, <clears throat> you know, for bright principles and stuff to just start the flow. Once you get the flow going, it carries on by itself, but you need you need to get out of the current space and shift into another space. So I I offer that to you. And I, thank you, Jeff. Is there somebody else who would like to cast away your inhibitions for just about 15 bars? I would like to say hello. I've not been here before. And I feel fear to join the live. And... Also, a lot of joy. I'm in the bridge house, women's bridge house in Brazil. And yesterday, Vera guided me to take out a block. And I'm practicing just going without knowing what I'm going to say. And, and I feel happy about this. <laughs> nice to see you there. It looks like you're in good spaces, like good hands. So, wow. Congratulations <laughs> for speaking. Somebody else? Yes. This morning, I had an impulse, and the impulse was... Not 
not looking for a man's circle, but really going into a woman's circle and asking if they give me feedback and tell me what they see. And even if they allow their gremlin to scan me or scan my gremlin. And because I feel so much fear in the past, it's it's changing. Um, I feel so much fear in the presence of 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 women, and I want to I want to be there. I just want to, yeah, I want to get that feedback. So, uh, are the women from the world's women of Earth bridge house? Are you willing to do that to create a space with me where you give me feedback? And yeah, scare me, and I want to listen to that. Yes. Thank you. And I, I will write you, and then we can arrange something. Thank you. I feel. I feel a lot. I feel touched that you're asking for that, and I, I want more spaces like that happening and more bridges being built between men and women. So, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Here's the thing, we're at stage six of Beyond Repair, and I think it's time to finish the thing. So I'm about ready to just cruise through stage six and stage seven. So does anybody want to say anything before that happens? Chris, first, can you hear us? Yes. 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 I want I'm I'm living the life that I want to live. And for those of you who know me and have been around me, this is a big thing for me to say. And I'm really ecstatic about the life I'm living and I'm ecstatic about being closer to what is and exploring reality with the women here in the bridge house. And I'm really happy to be in Brazil. It's been a long time that I wanted to be here. And I'm, maybe I'll stay here. I'm exploring that possibility, so. <laughs> this is what is for me right <laughs> And I'm seeing woodpeckers, woodpeckers. <laughs> I have to ask, do you, your woodpeckers, do they peck at your glass also? No. We had that in Brazil. It's so scary. It's it's like okay. something like about to destroy the window and they, and they, they're checking out. <laughs> the window. So if you're hearing a big sound like that, just, you know, put your head, put your head out. It's a sight. <laughs> 
Anybody know what I'm talking about? When a woman tries to rush, she's abusing herself. Okay. You are learning to withhold nothing. And at the same time, you're learning to adapt to nothing. So those are two very powerful practices. And you can do them by not knowing how to do them. Okay, I'm going to say it again. So you are learning to withhold nothing, you know, to hold back nothing, to suppress nothing. This is this is one of the kind of phase one feeling skills. Phase one feelings work is to learn to withhold nothing. Feel fear, say I feel fear. Feel anger, I feel anger. Feel sad, I feel feel glad, I feel sad, angry, scared, and sad. So it's like that's withholding nothing and adapting to nothing. So there's there's just so many things you can adapt to. You can adapt to your kids. You can adapt to dog. You can adapt to to how much money you have in your wallet. You can adapt to the clock, et cetera, et cetera. What were you saying? Uh, just about the withholding nothing. This morning that we there was a possibility team, a woman of Earth possibility team, and even in a very safe space of women, where this basically like no agenda. This, like it's not a trainer path. It's not a possibilitator training. It's just we come together and see what comes up, like what's needed and what's wanted. That my one of the ways that women would be withholding is that they would have an experience, but then they would talk about the experience and so they would be analyzing themselves of like there there so it's like there there is anger or there is this bowl in my like this knot in my stomach instead of letting the experience speak like what Clinton was saying is I feel angry about this and about that or you know this the this the bowl in my in my stomach wants to say this so it's been withholding this or it's it doesn't it's scared or it it uh needs to be radically honest with you or whatever the thing is to let the experience speak that's not withholding but to analyze it it's i think also what sonia we're talking about it's like the, it's putting a buffer between you and what is like what is happening in in you or what is happening in the space so i encourage you to um notice that you know, in yourself, but also a lot of you as space holders to notice that in people who are still trying to move away from uh, letting their bodies speak, like letting or other resources speak through them and not analyze it. A man matching a woman's Timing. Yes, Isabel. I just wanted to add something what Aunt Chloe said because I I met with Joe Newton on Saturday and she gave me an experiment to try about being in in the experience. <laughs> and she said that um, she said experiment for me is to go on a walk. And choose one object which is outside of me. 
and then stay there with the object and describe the object to like and not like saying okay this is a this is a, a flower and experience the flower like say say what 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 is your what do you feel what what is your experience with that thing and i'm adding this to what Aunt chloe said because something is shifting in me by doing that experiment because i'm i'm more not not having a concept of something and experiencing it by myself and this is like somehow first step for me right now thank you thank you there's a, a great website you can extend that it's called noticing and there's really valuable experiments on there that have to do with noticing in particular without naming which is what you were describing Isabel instead of just naming it flower you hold the thing in your hand and don't have a name for it and then you get access to what's really going on in your hand and it has all these other dimensions which are ordinarily crushed by the name because in verbal reality as soon as you have a name for something your experience goes away so this is about not having a name for the thing and all of a sudden it opens doors to not knowing it's okay and then you can just have that be your home actually so in the same way the article is saying that it's saying do, do this with your partner do this with so a man doing this with a woman so a man, Matt, you know, women have different timing than men. Men have different timing than women. But a man matching a woman's timing is a magical practice, a magical discipline to match the timing of the woman. And then all of a sudden you discover it is all foreplay. If you do not notice that it is all foreplay, you cannot enhance the foreplay and you cannot enjoy it. Another quote from Robert Heinlein in the same, in a different book is there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. So the practice of matching the, man, the woman's timing is, it takes effort because it goes contrary to the man's timing. And so investing the effort is making it so it's not a free lunch. You know, men go around in the patriarchy assuming they can just get a free lunch because it's a woman. You just get a free lunch. That's the patriarchy. And so we're not functioning in the patriarchy anymore. It's over. And so the last sentence is, each space becomes a creative collaboration. Each moment becomes a creative collaboration, which is not conscious, nonlinear actions of extraordinary theater. Extraordinary theater, theatrical. And so part of the concern some people have about using that word theatrical has to do with, well, then it's fake. You know, I'm just pretending. And the point is that with theater, the kind of theater we're talking about is conscious theater. Meaning it is serving a conscious purpose. You're, you're holding the space 
You're speaking in a tone and a mood and a timing about stuff that creates a possibility in that space that's extraordinary. And and would you normally say that kind of stuff? No, because you're not normally extraordinary. Normally, you're normal. And so to take it into the extraordinary requires that your box is not in charge. A box is not in charge means makes it extraordinary, makes it makes it have an element of awareness that's not available normally. And so that's that's the possibility, and that's the end of stage five, and it leads right into stage six, which is the fear of being nobody. And again, we're talking about the man. So when you when you as this practice of the man for example matching the timing of the woman this is a kind of free and natural adult relating free and natural i'll i don't know when we cut out but i'll Start again. Can you can you hear us now? Yes. 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 It was just before you started talking about stage six. Ah. Which is about fear being nobody, and then we vanished. I get it. There's a message. <laughs> There's a message there. The universe is with Okay, we're 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 in good hands. <clears throat> so what I was saying was, when the man, for example, matches the timing of the woman, this is, you have you need to be free of your child-contaminated ego state, your gremlin-contaminated ego state. You have some freedom of movement, some presence, and that happens in the free and natural adult ego state. And that's free and natural adult relating. Two people centered, grounded, bubbled, conscious emotions, conscious feelings, the foundation of extraordinary relating as adults on the path in archiarchy. That's where we are now in stage six. And there's this fear of being nobody. You know, like, God, my childhood needs don't matter anymore because they're from the past. You know, I can't, if I was thirsty three days ago and I drink water now, it doesn't make the memory of being thirsty three days ago go away. So it's just it's just, it's just irrelevant. So the man in this situation, of course, starts again with being afraid. And then because the man's afraid, he starts feeling angry about whatever it is that's scaring him. So this is how it works. And then the man says, I don't know how to be nobody. I'm afraid of being annihilated in love. It is a whole new level of working with fear, the fear of not being somebody. You have been going along this extraordinary journey together through stage one, two, three, four, five, and six here. And it's and it's through the fear of expectations and through the fear of not knowing, and now the fear of being nobody. Okay, the fear of becoming nobody reveals the last remnants of patriarchal thoughtware for men. Because in the patriarchy, you are automatically somebody. 
If you're male, you are somebody. If you're not male, you're nobody. So the men have no experience being nobody. I should say, you know, if you're a man and you have white skin, basically, you know, and then you're somebody. And so, so it reveals in you the remnants of patriarchal thought where it is the fear of abandoning being somebody when trying to be somebody was the fun foundational goal of the patriarchal man and also the twisted adopted goal of patriarchal women trying to become, quote, a better man than the men in the patriarchal hierarchy. You know, so this is up for women, too. If you're you know, trying to be somebody and you're successful in the patriarchy as a woman, you're just trying to be a better man than the men. And then being nobody, what's a woman to do? If You know, a lot of women are out there, unfortunately, trying to be you know, beautiful, holy goddess women and try to get a following and try to be somebody, build up fans and get Patreons. And it's a trap. Yeah, but it also is at the level of having being someone who knows, like being someone who knows how it goes. Mm -hmm. And so I just I go back to my to the women's team this morning and and it's like, the fear was, well, I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how it goes. I, so that's also not knowing, but it was this, you know, if I don't behave appropriately, you will kick me out. And so I need to be somebody who's going to be loved or is going to be accepted. And, and so it's, it's not just the, what is it? The holy goddess, um, sh whatever, sexy shaman workshop leader. It's also at a more subtle level of, I don't know, try to be successful, try to be successful, be someone who's successful, even in a transformational space, as if that's possible. So exiting the patriarchy and entering arc and relating depends on you being totally and completely unhookable. Now, this this stuff, I wrote this before we started entering our research into hitting bottom. There's a great website out called Hit Bottom, and it's it's got kind of latest research on it, and I strongly encourage you to check it out. And just beware, we put a warning in there that it's it if you have a nervous system that has been like physically abused or psychologically abused in your childhood, and, and it's necessary for you to um, take care of yourself in certain ways. It's not time for you to hit bottom. It's time for you to learn how to make boundaries and say no and hold space and navigate space. It's a different set of skills first. So don't try to do the hit bottom thing if you're still working on making boundaries and holding space. Great. But, but, and Clinton? Yeah. Uh, I would, I, I'll head to that. That in regards to the nervous system, if you have a nervous system that needs to be taken care of, also one of the steps is to slowly go closer to what is and learn how to speak from your heart. Because, and, and it's not to jump from this point to this point. It's to slowly go back to the heart and speak from there. And this will make the gap between what is and 
all the survival strategies that create this this filter, it will become closer, and then the inner structure gets stronger, and then after that hit bottom. But practice letting your heart speak, mm-hmm. and I will be. I'm creating a space, a, a, a heart gym that I will announce in the PM event. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aren't you nice? Cool. Yes. And it will be every day for six months. Wow. 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 Thank you. Where will you announce that? I will announce it in the PM events and I'll put it on the team up calendar. Great. Thank you. What day is it? Oh, it's every day at a certain time. It will be every day for 45 minutes. Wow. 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 Yes, it will be in pairs or yeah. three three in breakout rooms. Yes, yeah, super. Yeah. What a great practice. Mm-hmm. It's so it's the basis. You know, it's the basis. But I, where I'm going with this is this thing about being unhookable. Unhookable being hookable is usually comes from having a story. You know, because you don't like me or you like you, you always need this, or that's not okay with you, or all these are stories. So if you're hooked, it's because you've got stories. And at the bottom, there's no stories. There's just no story. There's no place for stories at the bottom. If you have a story, you still have something to lose, and then you're not at the bottom. So it's great at the bottom. You're completely unhookable, but you're also at the bottom. And it's like the rug's pulled out from under you. Your mimetic construct has dissolved I mean, really, it's really the bottom. So one common hook for a woman is, well, look, he's trying. Look, at least he's trying. He's doing a little bit. You know, I should give him a chance. I should be patient with him. Anybody ever ever get that hook? You ever get that hook? <laughs> too many, too many. <clears throat> Because in that moment, in that moment, your sword goes down. You know, ah, oh, let's give him a chance. Oh, he's trying. You know, he said he said he's going to try. <laughs> he said he said he might try. You know, then your sword, then your sword goes down, and you are hooked by his gremlin. And having endless having together with your partner. Endless, inconclusive conversations that drag on late into the night. That's both of your gremlins conspiring to use up your energy and attention so that you are tired and less able to continue with transformational practices the next day. Very clever, Mr. Gremlin. But no. The question (laughs) remains. Is it easier for women to be unhookable than for men? Because women have so many identities, because archetypally, women are everything. And then if something hooks into one of your identities, you can move on to the next identity, and then you're no longer hooked. Are you going to say something? No, it's, it's all these little side side territory to research. Mm. Like, I mean, this is a great, I never thought of this, this um, practice for a women's team or even the start over team that is 
do unhookable practice and just have the women just shift identity and discover all this, all their identity. And so, because each identity has different hooks. Mm -hmm. The housewife. I also have the question: Is it is it possible to be hooked in your different, like your different bodies? That's a different question. Like energetically hooked or emotionally hooked or physically yeah. hooked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you're you know, every every identity has different hooks, so it should be easier for women to be unhookable. They just shift identity, and you, you hook this identity, and I got you, and it's gone. It's not there anymore. What do we, oh, my God, she's not hooked anymore. So like that. Or is it easier for men to not be hooked? Because archetypally, men are nothing. So in there, there's nothing in there for the hook to grab onto. So is it easier for men to be unhookable? If you keep researching, it seems like it would be easier for the men to stay unhookable simply because women have so many places to be hooked, so many identities and so many touch points, all of which are sensitive. But it turns out that it is a lot easier for a woman to be everything than it is for a man to be nothing. Because the patriarchy promotes men as something special. You get that? There's this whole lifetime of emphasis on the men being something, something special. So it's so much harder for the man to get off that than it is for a woman. So it's a huge sacrifice for a man to not be somebody, to not be cool, to not be successful, to not be a good father, to not be a good husband, while not reverting to gremlin. Mm -hmm. It is quite impossible for an uninitiated man to not be somebody and not become his gremlin. You get that? The fear, the switch over inside, the fear thing, it's like it just triggers the gremlin as a survival strategy and a defense to take over as soon as there's any chance that the man might be nobody. Practicing possibilitator skills builds the kind of matrix required for being initiated. Become, you know, going through initiatory processes. Skills you may never have even been aware of become central elements of your radical relating. Some of these new skills include minimizing now, improvising, Invention, like pure invention, out of nothing. Creation, out of nothing. Speaking from the unknown. Pulling the rug out from under yourself. And mimetically engineering, like, like a refining your, your core mimetic constructs. So these are just things that most people, you don't usually sit down at the cafe and say, how's it going with re-engineering your core mimetic construct? You know, I mean, Isabel, you could, you know, you probably have those kind of conversations because you're holding space for this inner construct, mimetic construct team, right? Aren't you working on that kind of stuff? The the inner structure team. Yes. Yes. How's that going? <laughs> I, there are more and more people coming to the space. I, with every with every person that is coming, my fear is rising, and I feel I, and I I feel prepared to do that, to hold space and to be there with that people. I I think it's such yeah. an 
Well, Steph, thank you so much yeah. for taking that stand. You know, really. Isabel, would you yes. say when, when is the meeting? What's the day it and the is, time? Yeah, it is on Thursday, 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Brazilian time and 6 to 7.30 CET time on Thursday. Thank you. Thank and you. I, I know I'm in the group, in the Telegram group, and uh, as people come in, I mean, just to realize that you've been working for six months on this process. And really, there was no, uh, like, prompt from anybody who was on your team. You did each step because from you, like, from a, a true necessity or from your practice or from a wish. And, so, and I think that was a huge thing that build a certain kind of inner structure in you. And so... Give it back to them, you know, give it back to the people that they need to be doing their practices. They need to be asking these questions. You know, it's it's not up to you to track them down at all. Yeah. You're Thank just you. offering a space. Yeah. Great. Thank you. <clears throat> In addition to what the list that I just said, there's also decontaminating your adult ego states from your child ego state, your parent ego state, your gremlin ego state, and your demon ego state becomes, these become your central occupation. And people, you know, your mother doesn't even know what you're talking about. You know, your boss, your colleagues, like nobody usually in the ordinary world has any idea what's happening. And, and it's the core thing for you. It's like where I put my hand, where I put my attention, what my purpose is, my tone, What's what's the you know what's the design you know of this of this uh, action? It's it's just important and it's so important and people are you're let's see what I'm trying to say that it's extraordinary practice. It's an extraordinary world. The world takes on a different shape when you practice that way. I've said it over and over. There's this great little film called Secret Society. And it, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. You should just watch it. But it's just this extraordinary world you can open up by practicing in a unique way. I encourage you to watch it. So becoming absurdly effective using your compass of reality becomes paramount. Now, paramount means the tallest mountain. It's the highest. So what is your compass of reality? Can you just tell people in a second? Yeah, your compass of reality is the thing that senses reality or senses what is. And so if your compass of reality is somewhere else than in your being, like if it's in a story world, then you have the story world that's relating to what is and not you or the fantasy world that's trying to relate to what is. And of course, the fantasy world has no almost no power over what is. And so you can't actually say what you want or create what you want or even sense what, mm, like what is possible, for example, or make any action that, you know, it is, there's this buffer zone. There's this buffer zone between you and reality because you can't, you cannot sense how things are without, without the story. And so it's about calibrating your compass of reality against reality. You know, so the point is that if you're working 
with an inner structure that is far away from reality, your actions in your inner structure will have no effect in the real world. But if your compass of reality gets calibrated and that your inner structure it corresponds to the, the reality, then you make a move in your, in your inner world and it will move reality. It actually moves reality because they're corresponding, they're resonant. And if you want, if you're going to create something or be in an extraordinary relationship or, you know, build a game world or build out a structure for archaeology, like you want your actions to have consequences, immediate consequences in reality. And that's the value of it. And it's just like for me lately, in the last 10 years, uh, the karmic, uh, the karmic consequences of something that I do are are immediate. And for some people, you know, if you do a karmic consequence, it doesn't happen until another lifetime, you know, or next week or next year, just somewhere down the line. But for me, it's like I bump somebody accidentally and and within a few minutes, somebody bumps me accidentally and it's handled. The karma of, the, of it is handled, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of thing. W- was somebody going to say something? I was going to ask you to give an example. And are, what about the, like the, will you give another example about that's not as physical? Well, yes. Mm. For example, um, we've been working on uh, a pub with a publisher. Well, that's physical, but anyway, it's an energetic thing that happened. Like we're working with a publisher in Poland who said, out of the blue, he said, we want to make conscious feelings in Polish, and it's it's like, okay, nobody ever said that before, but it's an actual publisher of books, and mm-hmm. then we did not have a complete translation for him. We had a partial translation. I said, who's going to translate it? He says, our in-house translator will translate the book, and I thought, sure, you know. Translators melt down when they read this stuff, unless they're already a possibilitator. And so, but uh, yesterday morning, he wrote back and said, the book's going to the printer. And it happened at the same time that Anne Chloe, we, that I worked really hard with Anne Chloe to get the the, uh, the Good Night Feelings and No Reason book to the printer uh, in in German. No reason book in German has got to the, we got it, we finished it, we got it to the printer. And it was like the same time as the Polish publication. So it's like these things are, there's resonance. It's like the actions resonate like that. But in terms of karma, you know, that is not physical. Then you're talking about having having judgments on something like that. You know, that's a karmic, it's a karmic thing. If you have a judgment or you make an assumption or you try to take revenge, and it's like, okay, this is all shadows, you know, it's just shadow stuff. So it's yeah. try to, you know, car, whatever. It's like bumping into somebody in a way it's, it's unconscious. <laughs> That's in, in that way, it's karmic because it's unconscious. Mm-hmm. And so it's better to avoid, you know, that kind of big karmic thing of like try to take revenge on somebody because the payback is. Uh, intense. So, Nicole, there's not really anything you can do about it. 
in, in terms of trying to understand it and do something about it, but you can. Yeah, no, it wasn't about that. Yeah. It was, it was that a few examples came to mind and I was like, I wonder if that's what you're talking about. And what do you or, think? Yes or no? Yeah. Like an example was yesterday I met with the women who I'm, we're creating this fear club for women together. And there there was this fear that no one would sign up. And so we, we looked at that fear and it it kind of ended up dissolving because we're committed. There's, there's four of us. And even if no one signs up, we're still, we're still doing this research together. And later on, when I looked at my email, I had two emails from women and they both came while we were in the call. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly that kind of thing. It really has this kind of connection. So it's more. Go ahead, Gabriel. I have one more example of how the energetic effect that I was holding, organizing a rage club here in New Zealand with Maria. And we, it was one week before, and we did not have registrations. And it was in the date to decide to take the risk and pay the venue or to cancel. And we were like, oh, maybe, yes, like, but we lose the money. And there was this doubt happening. And then we said, do we want to do that? And then I said, yes. Maria said, yes. So I said, okay, so this is the yes. We make it happen. If we have the venue and no one show up, we will use the venue to meet each other and practice. And then this was such a shift that happened that the next days, more four women uh, started to sign up. And four days before the event, we were seven. And and I, I was like, wow, sometimes I subestimate the power of, of the energetics. Uh, and the clarity of the decision of the yes to do something. And I, I think this is another way of how the compass of reality in the energetic piece manifests in the physical um, reality or materialization of what's happened. Yeah, and so thank you for the example. Human beings were designed to work that way, and but it were not initiated by modern culture into getting rid of the baggage or being able to uh, become unhookable, like all those things. And so to get down to the level where your compass of reality is honed, you know, it's like cleaned up and it matches actual reality, you know, and sometimes it's weird, but uh, for example, the, like I have this metal thing and it's a like a it's a it's a hook you know for a code hook, but it's also this is an amazing archetypal lineage talisman like this. So okay, so I need to to cut this thing off and polish it up. And so like I got this saw, and it, so we're driving down the road in Bali, and I say stop the car. And the driver's saying it's really not a good place to drop the car, and, he, and I say stop the car, and I jump out, and it. And they drive on and, and I, but I go up to the lady in this little shop, which is not very easy to find where we are. And she had these things within one arm's reach of the cash register and a little file to file it. It's right there. And it, and so but to, in terms of 
compass of reality. It's that kind of thing. It's like you, you get, okay, that's the, that's the place. But then how do you cut this thing? And so it takes, you have to, you might have to try new things. Like you said, what, how do you get your compass of reality in different domains? And so there's, you know, there's cooking, there's health, there's um, holding space in a, for dogs, for a home. There's, there's so many domains where your compass of reality can be worked on that your box would freak out about. Your box has this limited set of things that it can be competent in. And you can break that rule. You just ask your team to give you three things to practice for the next month that have nothing to do with your ordinary comfort zone. And it's a great way to hone your compass of reality in new domains. And it will open up territories of, of places where you've been um, hamp- like a, like hampering yourself, blocking yourself. So I really encourage that those kinds of practices of getting competent in domains that your box will freak out about. And and the, this is true of relating. And the next the next line in the sentence, the next line in the article is this is the way. This is the way that relating itself exists, exits the patriarchy. This is the way that relating itself leaves the patriarchy is through this kind of work. And the woman goes first. So how do you drop expectations and control while you have fear of the man's gremlin? You know, you're using your expectations and control as a defense strategy to try to manage the man's unconscious gremlin. And so the hint here in the article is that, and I did not make this up, I got this actually from Lee Lazowick, but it says you can internally reorganize yourself to become 10% masculine and 90% feminine. At the same time, you hold space for the man to reorganize himself to become 90% feminine and 10% masculine. The problem is it will be more difficult for the woman to become 10% masculine then it will be for the man to become 90% feminine. Why is this? Because becoming 10% masculine means answering yes or no questions with a simple yes or no. That's the 10% masculine. And that is really a difficult thing for a woman to do because there's so many other options besides yes or no. And they're all relevant. Okay, but that's so it requires you to say exactly what you want and do not want. Now, what do you want? And you say it or say what you don't want. And that is not easy for a woman. It requires you to orient around your decontaminated adult ego state, small here, small now, and small I with your sort of clarity out rather than around your archetypal cloud of everythingness. I would add to that list that in in terms of the compass of reality, it's in this facing the men's gremlin is the men's gremlin function really only in the patriarchy. Like it's oriented towards having uh, being right in a particular cultural context. And, And so you, and you can make this clear distinction between 
the cultural context of the men's gremlin and your cultural context and say, whatever you're trying to achieve here, like what your gremlin is trying to achieve actually does not have power in the, in the culture because my values are different because what, what, where my purpose is different. Like my invitation is different than, than the, whatever it's like basically being right the gremlin wants to be right you say well if for you being right does not matter anymore then the gremlin has no power and and so you can yeah just like disenmesh these also these cultural bubble to notice that you are in a different culture at this point yeah i mean just try being wrong for a month you know instead of like having develop a taste for being wrong about your opinions and your your knowledge and your assessments and all that your 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 introspection just get up you know just really get okay with being wrong and it just it yeah, alleviates the, huh yeah but for the woman it's too close to being adaptive all right it's like oh, okay the man is right then it's not so, about that yeah it's about opening up okay that's a different article <laughs> okay look <laughs> right. It requires you to reorient yourself. Okay. I was reading this list of small here, small now, and a small eye with your sort of clarity out rather than around your archetypal cloud of everythingness. It emerges from you, the woman, using point attention rather than field attention. It requires you, the woman, to experience yourself as nothing more than a sort of clarity and a bullshit detector. Try to imagine what that's like as a woman relating to yourself as nothing more. Like everything else falls off except your sort of clarity and your bullshit detector. Try that now and then for a little while. For 15 bars. For 15 bars. Cast away your inhibitions. For about 15 bars, we have just completed stage six, and we're entering stage seven, discovering the doorway to archetypal relating. God, I am sweating. This has been a work. We spent weeks just trying to get here. So does anybody want to say anything about anything? Yes, I have uh, Yeah, go, Marina. Yeah, I have, I have an ex, I want possibilities to experiment with the woman that will be with me in the bridge house with children. Because what I have, yeah, this, this relating with honesty and also it's bring, it brings me actually, actually the, the research I'm doing about value. Like my, the value in the in this in this mothering, like uh, how to create a space. I'm trembling. I'm trembling talking about that. It's, it's new for me because I feel fear because it's 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 so much at my edge. Um, declaring uh, a culture where mothers can like can have can have have voice and experiment and and recreate and and 
and are also sisters and yeah i have a couple experiments and it's yeah it's a lot about yeah it's a lot about value that's my 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 need thank you okay well for me i was going to say something about honesty which is make it honesty about yourself before you make it honesty about other people by the other woman you know otherwise it's just this you know gremlin will just take it and say i'm just I'm, you know i'm going to be honest with you you know the, the, you're doing this shit i hate you know i hate this thing about you and this is all just crap so make make radical honesty about yourself first first and foremost and the other part that i had about being mothers and you know this child raising is i think it's possible that you will hit or as a team you will hit this point where a mother gets you know hooked basically gets to the edge of saying well this is my child so i decide you get it i'm okay like having common culture for this but for this i decide and you can you can make it immediately from the start that this mm, whatever you you can't veto this is not a veto space like this is not a democracy this is not a veto space it's a process space it's an evolution space so so you use the the freak out you use the reaction as just evolutionary step and and not as a this is over you know the conversation is over and i would encourage you to say that like from the very beginning and i have one yes. i have one other hint that's going to be <clears throat> i think that the biggest the most powerful effort most the most important characteristic of that space that you will um, encounter is making a distinction between a children's space and an adult space and it's most important for the adults to make that space because you will do no experiments at all if it is a children's space the children will run the the whole house until you are clear that this room is not a children's space it's okay for a child to come in here but if the child is in here they are silent and they are still and if they're not going to be silent and still then they're in the other room and the only way i figured out to do that is to have kind of one person on child care the whole time So if you have five kids, you got one mom in the other room with the five kids and the other six or seven women can meet, you know, however it goes. You know, but you've got you make this distinction the children start detecting being able to learn the difference between a child space and an adult space. If you don't do that, it's going to be a hell world and it won't you won't make it. But if you make that distinction, if this is a child space and this is a, this is an adult space, and then the children learn it and the parents learn it the moms learn it and then you can have then you'll have these ex- talks and connections and experiments and the kids are out doing whatever and ideally the most ideal outcome would be that there develops a children's culture and the children of different ages will start becoming this m- roving learning team 
The older ones will learn something and they'll teach the younger ones and they'll teach the younger ones and they'll carry the babies. The younger ones carry the babies, not the older ones. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this happen in Thailand, different village cultures, in Bali, in the in the Philippines. It's like this roving children's culture of just learning team. And the older ones learn it and pass it down. And it's this fabulous children's culture. It's part of Arkan children's culture. I'll give you another experiment. Yeah, Marina? Yes, yes, yes. I'm writing down. It, for example, which I would encourage you to do, that if you make the rice and bean bridge house about, for example, recalibrating your own compass of reality as a mother, you know, that actually your compass of reality is not in the idea of what a patriarchal mother is, but it's, it's a, uh, you know, inner from your being, like your, your being identity as a mother, that the compass of reality comes from that. Well, if you make that the experiment, then you can invite children to do the same experiment is for them to build a strong compass of reality that's from inside of them instead of, for example, your fantasy world about what makes healthy children or what makes successful children or what whatever, you know, all this projection from the mothers on the children, it that's it it excuse my French, but it fucks up the the, the compass of reality. Because children think, oh, okay, this is, I'm doing good if I'm fulfilling my mom's fantasy world. Mm. And then their compass of reality is, okay, so you do the same experiment. You and the children, you're doing the same experiment, recalibrating your compass of reality. And so there's a bunch of experiments Mm. that have a lot also to do with like the physical world. Um, which is, you know, uh, building stuff, like building teepees, building, you know, doing bows and arrows. You know, if you don't have your compass of reality, you can't shoot a, an arrow because you're in your head, you know, you're not with, you can't feel the bow, you can't feel the arrow, you can't shoot straight. And that would, and so then, then you're, there's no separation about the experiments between children and parents or mothers in this case. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will let, I will report then <laughs> these experiments. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else was going to say something. And there's there's a lot of there's a lot of great insights in the White Witch of Tenerife, which I'm consuming at a rapid, <laughs> wonderfully ecstatic rate. And I just want to say one more thing that I'm here at my you know at house that belongs to my parents and there's a woman that they pay to come and to clean and to to make food and things and and i was really angry about this but at first but as i've gone to meet her this is a witch and so i was sent this witch to teach me so much about well and she she really uses her witchery silently in this space to keep things as natural as can be. And I'm so just so glad to she she just walked in. I'm just so glad to like, when she's in the space and yeah, just talking about karma. This is read one example loud. for me. Mm-hmm. Just read the book out loud to her. She'll say, Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I showed it to her. 
I showed it to her. I call her a bruja in Spanish, and she she she's like, "Don't say that." She's like, "Be quiet." It's time for your emotional healing process. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody else is going to say something. Yes, I noticed that with the statements, what is harder for, is it harder for a woman or for a man? I noticed that my gremlin is excited about the statements to use it like as um, excuse or disempower myself. And yeah, how, how can I use this, these statements for an, in, Use it for a value for myself to use it like for a conscious purpose, the statements. What does it serve you when you make the statements? Are you doing gremlin transformation? Have you done gremlin transformation? Yes. Too? Who are you doing that with? Yes. At the moment, I'm in a free cell with Jan and with Michael. I mean, with, I mean, with a space holder. Yes, I did the last chapter zero training in October with, with Lisa and Anna Nora Bueno. Right. Yeah, bring that question to them. Because mm -hmm. then it will be relevant to you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody else? Anything right now? Well, I, I, just, I, just, make it, I just want to say something to Luna, which is... A hint is, if you don't give that sentence to your gremlin, you can use it as a solid pole or something for discipline, for practice. You know, I call that discipline, but for practice. Can you say it a different way? Well, you know, the gremlin is, ha-ha, you know, I'm going to show you. I'm going to... Or, you know, I'm going to show you I'm going to fail. I'm going to show you I'm going to succeed, depending on which, which box you have, you know, which gremlin you have. In how You need your gremlin to practice. You need a transformed gremlin to practice. So if you give it to him for gremlin food, it's just going to be this win-lose game. You know, I'm, you know, I'll just show, I don't know. Do you have a, I'm going to fail or I'm going to succeed gremlin? They both. I don't think so. Mostly. I mean, you know, you can have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna succeed at failing. Yeah. Great. So bring that also to your three cell. To figure mm. it out. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. Lisa, you're going to say something. Yes. So after the the possibilitator team call, I went and did some going crazy experiments, and I'm I'm really sensing how much this for me is is important to to be able to go into the the, the things you're talking about about the the nonlinear creation and and seeing the possibilities and invention. So I, I was with Charlotte and we had a, a crazy day, which we called Cray Day. And uh, we we sat in a very busy place in Tenerife and we went through various 
experiments. Uh, we changed a, a game rule. We I put lipstick all over my face. I drew on two eyebrows. I spoke at half the speed. She spoke at twice the speed. And in the meantime, interacting with different people without laughing or or saying what our experiment was about. I walked backwards. She hopped. I stood on a bench and screamed at the top of my lungs, death to the patriarchy, and then just got off and walked around with the people. And it's really <laughs> We got into this flow state of like where where it's it, yeah at the beginning it was it was like uh, uncomfortable it was a bit rigid and then and then at this at this point we were just we were just bouncing off each other and it was just like everything seemed possible and and from that place I I really understood um, the, the I want to say the reason but the, what the experiment was about and it was a really wonderful experiment so thank you for for saying that Clinton. Thank you for doing it. Will you take Will you take Daniele on your next crate? I've already said to do it here. We didn't happy about it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do it here, and, and we're gonna write about it. Cool. Thank you. Anything else from anybody else right now? Yes. Can you hear me well? Yes. Yes. Great. Um, what came to me when uh, you were talking about the woman needing to become ten percent men and to be just a sort of sort of clarity, what came to me is the same. Like we've been space holding for the wrong thing, and we we were space holding for things in patriarchy, right? And right now we can be space holding for something else. It came to me also that many times we actually learned how to do this in patriarchy, right? If we were in hierarchical structures and had to say yes and no and go do this and no, I'm not accepting that. Those skills, many of us actually trained in patriarchy already, how to be a 10% man. And it's just like making, like remembering that we already have these experiences and we can transfer them to our work. Thank exactly. you. Thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. Bernica, that same principle applies to so many other things. You know, mm -hmm. uh, like my, for example, my mother could make shirts like this. We had I have two brothers and a father, and she would make four shirts like this, and she could do it in a couple of days. You know, and when I when I first got married, I decided I was going to make myself my marriage shirt and pants. So I started to sew, you know, use her sewing machine. I tried to cut out all the, the cloth and get this pattern. And, and it, it took me days and days and days just to make the shirt. And by the time I was done with the shirt, I knew that my mother could transfer her skills over and build an entire house. She could build a whole house using the skills that she used to make a shirt. And so, like, for example, so a lot of us have skills that were, we learned, you know, by accident, it was forced on us. Like, and Chloe, she had to swim 25,000 kilometers, you know, and me, I had to sit on my butt for 40 years, you know, which is like, it's like two years, 24 hours a day, or six years, eight hours a day. Okay, you guys have something like that. There's something weird, you know, some things that you learned that that you have this skill well that skill is transferable in so many other domains in archaearchy 
And you can just, so Bernika, if you, I hope you can uh, impact, uh, share that insight and just let, let people shift the, the skill, the talent into other domains. Like I want to, I was a, I'm a carpenter. I can work with wood. I can build shelves and tables and chairs and all that. And the guy who was training me to be a trainer, he saw my woodwork and he saw my space holding and my woodwork is beautiful. And my space holding was terrified shit. And he grabbed me by the shoulders one day and he goes, take the skills you have for building, you know, stuff out of wood and move it over and build spaces, Mm -hmm. build spaces the same way. And that really was useful. And so you guys have these skills, these talents in different areas and so just practice bringing them into new domains in archiarchy. Thank you. Thank you. The rest of this article is not very long. We could finish this right now and get back to building love that lasts. Instead of being beyond repair, we could be building love that lasts. So unless somebody has something else to say, I would go for it. Nine, ten. Nobody said anything. Okay. Stage seven. Stage seven. Discovering the doorway to archetypal relating. You got to get it. We've been through all these horrible phases. You know, Chloe is just like just one phase after another. The fear of expectations, you know, the gremlin meets liquid states beyond repair and the fear of not knowing, the fear of being nobody. Okay, all right. We finally get to the place, stage seven, discovering the doorway to archetypal relating. The previous six stages may involve a decade or two of learning and discovering and practice. Every new element of matrix that you build and new awareness that you gain combines with your already existing matrix and awareness in a multitude of elegant experiments to explore together. Together. You know, in the first when we first started this study group, I can I think it was probably the first session, we said everybody has a homework assignment. And that homework assignment is to come to every study group with your partner. Why? So you have somebody to do experiments with. And so I think I think one guy did it. One woman did it. Yeah, Ingrid. Ingrid. Oh, no. no, no, no. No, come to the study group. No, with your partner. Yeah, come to the study group with your partner. Yeah. Okay, no. So so the only woman I've seen do that really is Janet Redmond in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, okay. All right. So there's a lot of room for improvement here. There's a lot of space where you guys could actually grab somebody off the street, drag them in, sit, and sit next to you. Like I have to do, you have to sit here because it's a study group, you know, and I can't be in the study group unless you're here. And then we can do some experiments. And like, and you think, well, what if it's the wrong guy? You know, what if she's not the right one? You know, well, like, so what? I mean, it's not like you succeeded before very well. So who knows what can happen? So just grab somebody, have them sit next to you, come to the study group, and then say, get out of here. That's all you say, get out of here. That was it. All I have, you just have to, it's not okay to get one of those blow-up dummies, you know, that they put in the car and <laughs> like you have a second passenger in the car. You can't do that. That doesn't work. 
It's not like you can have one of these little moments. Well, I I think, you know, you can't do that. That's not fair. All right. All right. So, so to explore together, gremlin and your survival strategies never go away. But now they stand out like familiar stones on the path, which you can step around or which you can use as a wealth of alchemical ingredients while radically relating. So you can use your box and you can use your gremlin. It's not going to go away. It's not bad or wrong. But you have a different relationship to it where it serves you. So you stabilize an initiated adulthood, each person with their big being and their big gremlin to responsibly play with. So the gremlin is the source of a nonlinear creation force of possibility. That's what your gremlin is for. And then suddenly a new horizon appears. It is the doorway to the archetypal domains. Trying to go archetypal before you navigate the previous six stages would be like trying to do ballet or make high diving into a pool before you can walk. It's naive, it's egotistical, and it's doomed to fail. Nonetheless, it can be valuable to know that the possibility of relating in the archetypal domains exists. It's just useful to know that there's a map. It exists. It's out there. The realization orients you in your experimenting and keeps you from arrogantly assuming that you've already discovered everything that there is. So there's this whole other place out there called archetypal relating. Suddenly you are back to zero. There's a door. You're in the adult. There's a door. Back to zero. It's time to start over where you are. Unconscious incompetence at a whole new level in the learning spiral. You get to start over. Relating to the mage domains. These are called mage domains. It feeds more than just you. You begin to care about reciprocal feeding between your bright principles, between your archetypal lineages, between the archetypal love itself. Together, you can bring your archetypal lineage to life through relating. Isn't that a fine way to end? I mean, like, after all this dark, shadow world, shit-shoveling horribleness, you know, we end on the bright side, the brighter side of things. So, Jacqueline, since you're in the morning sun and you have the sun shining in your face, would you like to say something? Wow. (laughs) I... Well, wow. Yeah. What a thank you for. Yeah. Ending on this note. And I I actually noticed. Earlier, the the joy that I see in in and Chloe and you, Clinton, relating and and noticing uh, just how deeply you're, you're studying and how committed you are to the space. And it's really inspired me. Uh, to to keep 
studying and creating practice spaces for it. And I, I noticed before I'm, I'm really studying this thing about, you know, being unhookable, especially in romantic relating. And, and yesterday I held the space called beep shift go and it was a pretty intimate space. And, and Jeff and I got a lot of practice time in there and, uh, and, and, it was what I loved about it was that there's like so many different tools to practice, like staying unhookable. And I noticed this thing that I saw you two could have gotten hooked and, and you, you totally went nonlinear. That was something that Hannah, who was in the group yesterday brought, you know, like just try going nonlinear, just try something else, um, including humor. Humor kept coming up in like three different spaces also yesterday. And I'm just, you know, there's so much to, to experiment with and I'm enjoying somehow being incompetent and feeling so much fear <laughs> about all of it. So thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so we've been, I don't know, four weeks or I don't know, five weeks on this beyond repair journey. Yeah, 10, 10. Really? I'm sure. Yeah. So I would just like to open the floor for people to consider what how it's been these last weeks. <clears throat> I know that for Anne Chloe and I, for me anyway, <laughs> Anne Chloe's been sneezing a lot. No, for me anyway, I've been, uh, you know, this whole hit bottom domain and this whole wildness with making this proposal to the United Nations at a global game world level and creating the Archiarchy Invention Centers. And these whole wild domains have been just opening up for me through this beyond repair space. I think it's really been valuable for me in a in unimaginable or unpredicted ways anyway. So I just wanted to hear if anybody else, how it's been for you, what you've noticed, what you want to share, what you, what's the takeaway, what, what's come from it for you. Because we did this experiment, you know, we're studying the book and then we said, we're going to take off in this side road for a while. So what did, we, what did we harvest from this? For me, this, this has, has brought me back here to the study group. Like I couldn't, I couldn't stay away anymore. And it, it's, I'm getting up at four in the morning now to be here. And, and it, it's something about, you said it today, this, this thing about women's pace. I, I was, I was surprised to hear you say that because I was like, wow, that's, that's been such a, a, a golden key for me to kind of go at, go at the speed and the pace and go in the timing of I was thinking it's my energetic body and and noticing how often there the voices will come to hurry up and to do things at a different pace at someone else's pace and it it's been precious to me to be able to not not hurry not rush and 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 it, it it's as if it's as if this energetic version of reality I'm finally in it 
rather than being only in physical reality with this pressure ongoing to go at some other rate than than what I really have as as my rate and pace. Thank you. Thank you. For me, it actually changed a lot studying this this article that you wrote. Even that I was not present in the live space, I was following it and reading the article multiple times and using it to, to practice with you, Gabriela, and practice falling apart, really get get to the point where I could let my heart crash. And it's like face this dying was one of the first steps in getting more vulnerable and also making myself being on the way of being more independent of, of you Gabriela and taking several steps creating spaces for men and also um, cutting really the last energetical bonds with my mother currently I'm when when I was leaving two years the my apartment my my car and everything I stored still some stuff at my parents house to be like safe when everything fails and have like a way back and and at the moment I'm really getting everything out that there is nothing left anymore Yay. I'm going to read what Ingrid wrote. She said, this work, you know, this approach or this angle or these, this intensity, it anchors me in women's culture. It helps to anchor me in women's culture. And it helps me in my daily life to know where I belong. This is kind of radicalness, this, you know, this clarity. It helps me to know where I belong. And this makes me more unhookable. <laughs> and this is such a cool thing. Mm -hmm. This is so cool. Because if you know where you belong, you know, other people's bullshit projections, expectations, all that stuff, no hook. It's just, you really, thank you for saying that, Ingrid. Thank you. I'm glad about that. Jacqueline, you want to say that? I'm really, I'm, I just, I feel really touched by what you wrote, Ingrid. And I, I mostly only know you here from being on this group. And yeah, this, yeah, this has, I feel so connected to women. And I'm I'm so glad I, I feel so held by this this group. I've I've only actually been here while well, it's been beyond repair. I I don't know anything different. <laughs> it's this it's this of this group, and 
<laughs> it's just been such a beautiful journey. I'm I'm learning so much. And yeah, when you said this thing of where I belong, I, I just I do feel a sense of belonging community. I've said this before here and yeah, I really feel that here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jacqueline. And thank you, Ingrid. Thank you. <laughs> There's a little monkey. There's a little monkey looking at us yeah. right now. Oh my god! Tiny monkey, this this size, the big tail. He's right in front of our window. <laughs> Hooked. <laughs> <laughs> For me, when I read the first time the article, it started this process of getting my dignity back. Like it's still happening. And it, it's like finding more and more ways where I did not get my dignity back. And it's like, I feel, I feel an energetic support of women around me reading that article and, and seeing so much women practicing. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for writing this and thank you for bringing this, this to the study group. Thank you. Mm. Mm. Reading Hi. this article, it was as a, a blowing wind in my courage and into experiment and flying and yeah and taking is carrier and more risks than I was taking before mm. such as flying to Bali and coming to New Zealand and now extending my visa to be in New Zealand for more time and Yay. yeah, I I applied to my visa and now I'm waiting to be for more six or nine months here. And uh, like I, I remember since the women's lab, actually, they, that a huge shift happened um, in my system and the, the way of looking the world and the way of of being uh, about pressure, about expressing about the future and the inhibition to be and to playful out and uh, I, I feel touched, I feel sad when I, I look it back. Um, I, I watched some of the recordings. I was not present here with you. And while watching the recordings, recordings I was so touched, I was feeling sad by by being with the realness of you here. And getting to know pieces of all of you in different ways, uh, pieces of you, Jeff, that I, I didn't get to know in the labs even, or pieces of you, Vera, that I didn't get to know by by being with you in person, or pieces of you, Isabel, and I, I, I got inspired by the especially the messy one, the, the, the space you explored in messy and. And I was, uh, I was in a chaotic week of of choosing to do this project or that project and and the collaboration emerging 
from different places and trying to put the things together and and the messy and the chaos has been such a together with the humor uh, a healing space to to be uh, and free up and and like here I'm I'm living with Janet and James and another bunch of witches and and wizards and at the dinner table we are eating and and we are laughing about stuff and 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 like playing out how it was the dinner at our family's house <laughs> and and they doing a conscious theater like each person how, not speak about like how, how it was the dinner at your family's house and then each person like you have to eat it more no and everyone in silence let's let's pray everyone together and, and like each person playing out this stuff and i my family it was something like okay like the food is good is it really good are you really sure this is good <laughs> something like that and and then we started to laugh our ass off and and it was so fun to to and healing i i, I discovered the transformational part of the joy and the humor and that dinner yesterday so uh yeah, I, I enjoy very much to be with you online and watching you. And now deciding to be here at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., I think, uh, wow. to say goodbye for that chapter of this, yeah, of this article that is ending. Thank you. Thank you, Gabriela. For me, the journey with this article basically leaves me now with more questions and with more groundlessness and with more, it's not even I don't know, it's I don't know, but it's kind of like I'm in the last weeks, I've been losing so many things I could hold on in the past. And when I read it first, I was starting like really enthusiastic. Like, okay, let's do something for the man and make a difference and started teams and, you know, worked with this. And parts in me, I can only describe it like this, became a lot more neutral about a lot of things, like a lot of where there was excitement or, I mean, excitement is mixed, but or low drama, wherever there was more emotional load in it, no matter which direction, it just feels like it's 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 been cleansed of that and now things are a lot more more neutral and i have no idea where it's going to go mm-hmm. and it just feels right in some way like this neutrality has um sort of like a foundation and yet it's yeah i feel a lot of fear about what the next thing is uh, for me to do, like where I'm right now, this where I maybe had a plan before. Now it's like, okay, what's the next thing that comes in that's up for me? And I'm not, it feels like I'm not so good at navigating this just now. I mean, I was, I was in this, in this space at that community last week, delivering a training with Eva Daubert. And after a day, I asked Eva, Eva, is this working? What were you doing? Because I had no reference. 
I had no reference about, is it working or not? So she looked at me with big eyes and said, let's ask our organizer team. We had lunch with them for them. And I asked them, say like, guys, like, is this working? And they asked me if that is a serious question. And I said, actually, yes, it is. Because I have, it kind of, in a way, my mind says things are working, but in general, I don't have the reference that I know from the past. If a space was flying or things were crashing, it was just like going along, doing what came up, being in a team with Eva. And they said, yes, it's really working well. And But I couldn't, like, I didn't have the, mm-hmm. almost like I lost the sensor for well, what that means. It works or it's not working. Not even good or bad, like that anyways, but not even it's working or it's not working. And that's kind of like a, a scary way how I'm in my life right now because a lot of things I'm really in this I don't know and I feel sad about it because I don't even know when I say because if it comes from my mind or if it comes from my heart so um, even that reference isn't clear for me just now thanks to fear club like that helps in that too being even more with less things to hold on to. Not that I like it. And yes. <laughs> yeah. And thank you. Thank you for the article and for the things that it sparked in me and inspired. And actually, one thing that really came up with the article, like my wish to to research and investigate, that... I wouldn't say it came to a new level. It more like it really got ignited or started a lot more before I felt I was more taking what was in the context, what mainly you provided, Clint, in the past and you and Chloe and took that and worked with that and tried to reproduce that and work from the knowing. And now it's a lot more, um, it feels like a lot of these things are not available to me anymore, like from the knowing. And yeah, that leads to what I just described. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Same words as Michael, uh, just feeling that. You have to get a little closer. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the, the... I can't even believe that I was, you know, you're saying this, Nikhail, or holding on or getting somewhere. I just, I'm still like, I can't believe that I've been trying to go somewhere instead of being with like this. Like I am, like we've been in the last few weeks. Yeah, to try to hold on or get get to success or get, get somewhere. Or this even like I discovered this in in Poland in a in a mimetic thing with Clinton that I like that I'm that I'm trying to to have it work like is it working is it working like this is something working and having this measurement and it, instead of being instead of relating on how how the how I replaced the the success or the getting somewhere with is it working and so when you said i don't even know if it's working or not it was like oh man yes 
you're just you're you're just doing you're just you're experimenting and that's what i'm what i've been what i've been practicing mostly is inventing experimenting instead of fixing you know it's the difference like there's the fixing which goes into this 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 dead end problem conversation and instead what else can we do what else can we do right now and i'm i'm sad that it's I'm sad. I just the last paragraph of the of the article is just so powerful, and I love that it's just a little bit to not give a lot of people fantasy, but like you begin to care about reciprocal feeding between your bright principles, your archetypal lineage, and archetypal of itself, and together you can bring your archetypal lineages to life through relating. It's just, I think that's that's so much what all of us really want i just i don't have so many words i'm just feeling that that's what i want that's all i want is it's like this more of this thank you Vera. <laughs> thank you Vera. thank you My i just want to say i feel like it's this karma thing we were talking about earlier as as we're having this study group, it hasn't been sunny here in so many days. Suddenly the sun is shining through the window and right in front of our window, there's like 10 monkeys jumping through the trees and one just came right up to the wind. It's just it's so beautiful. <laughs> here we are, 10 monkeys right up in your window. <laughs> Don't let them in. <laughs> that thing about, about the resonance, you know, in your compass of reality and in the context, and it's just attractive. It's really resonant and attractive. So thank you for being that there also. I mean, it's this thing about sacrificing knowing, you know, knowing who we are, sacrificing the stable or sacrificing the rigid or sacrificing the, it's like, like the universe is not rigid and it's not stable. It's not, you know, it's evolving. And when we participate in the evolution, we we sacrifice the, the control or sacrifice the knowing and we sacrifice having, you know, all those things. And so it's, there's really a, the door is open for us to participate in the flow in the universe and love happening and, and archetypal nature of the universe is so the door is so open for us. It is so open. And it's just, uh, and it's about this experimenting like Mikhail, like you were saying, it's like, what's next? Uh, try the next experiment. Just try that. Isabella, do you want to say what that is? I feel sad that when you were saying, or someone was saying about holding on to something, and I, I'm sensing that I'm holding on to stuff, and I'm sacrificing, I don't know, connection and intimacy with people by holding on to stuff, and yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Anything from the Christopher department? Yes. Reading first article, I had huge resistance. Um, and what I realized is that the resistance melted away and a lot of healing and transformation is happening in my life. Because I came here in the group with a broken heart and it, In all these relating spaces, I just, it feels like I destroyed them. And I learned so much in the time here. And yeah, so, and what I, what I feel joy about is that I'm just taking, taking the steps or going through the doors that are presented. And for example, the disjointment process that was huge. And also, like this impulse this morning of, okay, go to a women's circle. And then I was sitting here and I was seeing the women from Women of Earth, Bridge House. And yeah, it's, so it's the next step and I take it. And yeah, I'm, I feel so grateful. And I first I felt sadness, felt like something is ending now. And someone said the chapter is ending, and, and that feels way better <laughs> that the chapter just is ending and a new chapter is opening up. So um, I'm thankful for having all of you guys and sharing a space where I can be with my shadow side and really all that parts that I put so much effort in to suppress them, to don't show them. And here's a place where I can come and say, okay, I found this piece of shit. And <laughs> I just present it and then it changes. And I feel joy about that. Um, and I feel lighter with that. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for creating this space. And thank you for being here. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Anybody else? Anything else right now? Jeff, anything from you? There's, there's just, I don't know if, if you know this experience, but there's the this moment where all the all the roads are meeting in this one central place, and usually there's like three or four or five, but right now there's like fourteen. I don't even know where to start. I, I really, I'm just blown away that on this call, there's at least like eight people that I've spoken to in the last week that I speak to regularly and, and that I've heard all your stories, all the stories you shared. Like, I know your story already because I've been with you. And yeah, I'm here with 30 people that are my my blood family and I don't really know them you know and I know you and I'm trying I try so hard to get to know them and I keep trying different strategies because 
there's something bigger than me that is pushing me to keep trying that this here and yeah so much has fallen apart so that i could be here you know i when i got the news about about this happening my, my grandmother i really thought like i don't know if i should come here you know and but the signs you know the signs like three weeks ago i said i think i have to crawl back and beg for a job and i realized that that's not it at all it's just there is a point of coming back there's a moment to come back and not back back but to walk again into the space for the first time and yeah i've just the, somehow the people from my past life are calling me now because they need help thank you and the I just want to say that it's the most challenging navigation for me is just like coming here and getting completely annihilated and then, you know, not putting myself back together, but remembering that I have something, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a complete fucking failure, disaster that this process of getting chopped up is not about there being something bad or wrong. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it came as usual, Jeff. Anything else or anybody else? Yes, I also would like to, sh I mean, right now I'm really touched by the intimacy and the vulnerability of this space. And that's, uh, I think that's the big value I got from this space without knowing this will happen. Like, you know, I thought there was a study group, you see, like we're going to study, it, you know, <laughs> and then suddenly all of this <laughs> comes and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's very beautiful and it's very powerful. That's the first thing. And my story of the article is when I first read it, I saw it on some group and I read it and I was like, yes. And I immediately made it myself a free sale <laughs> with two other women to just figure this out. You know, I don't know how to do this, but like, you know, let's just try. And then I think the next wave was like anger, like, you know, like, you know, why am I supposed to be holding space, you know, for this, you know, you know, I'm tired of this. And then there was like some lots of resistance. And then there was fear, like, oh, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. Like, it's like, I am like, I'm so not prepared for that. And then by doing this step by step and also actually having my partner, he's not, he hasn't been here on the calls, but he'd been listening to the recordings. He also had a yes for that. There's been so many things happening in my relationship and also, and I think maybe that's what I want to talk about. It's like, for me, like what I gained through this process is like a distance. Like, uh, you know, sometimes I succeed, some experiments, sometimes I fail and it's, it's okay. It's like, 
I can also look at like even last week I could look at some low dramas popping up here and there and for me it was like okay it's a low drama you know it's like it's nothing big you know it's like I I know where I want to be I know where I am and sometimes like low drama is like this cloud passing right and I, I have it more and more and for me it's so amazing because sometimes I would just oh you know it's low drama oh god like I'm, it's horrible you know I'm failing no it's you know like some experiments work some don't I don't know there's something like this coming up and I know what I'm standing for and I know what I'm you know here to do and it's like some kind of more internal confidence was built up in this process for me so thank you for that yeah uh, thank you thank you Berenica. thank you Berenica. well all right wait and, and Chloe how is it for you I think when I was hearing you speak, I was remembering the moment where I started interrogating Clinton about how is it for men when women have power? And and I was I was shocked by the answer. And, and so I think my liquid state started all the way there, which was in Mallorca, right after Poland. And face, like, to... What did he say? Well, you said they can't. They don't know. They they will fight. They will. Their gremlin will come up. It will. The, all this stuff that's written, like all their fear of expectation, all uh, try to be right and try to be somebody or, or try to know and try to. And I I did I I didn't get I didn't get it I didn't get it until then the 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 path that men have to walk. I, I I didn't get it, and also the path that women have to walk, and and this was part of this was it was it was part of the women of Earth lab. It was, it was part of like and now I would say it. You know, I think back then I would say it really reclaiming dignity, like Isabel, you were saying, and and now it's about. I would say for me, it's okay. Where is also still my compass of reality measured against, you know, or measured in patriarchy or measured about that men are in men's world, like in men's world? Where is my compass, you know, anywhere? And like any hint that my compass is in men's world, it's I, I get, it's like, it's like I get angry, I get scared, I get, I'm sad. And so each each time for the study group was also a recalibrating of okay I'm not I am not crazy to have written this article and and I think I'm not crazy when I get the the feedback of the different articles that I especially the dignified arrogant woman one time I read it and I thought oh my god why did I write this this is like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be killed like I'm gonna what who am I. And when I get the feedback from the woman, like Vera, you just showed it to a woman in, in Florianopolis, and she said, "This is it. Like this is what I want to. You know, this is what I want to join. Like this is where I want to be." And I, okay, thank God I let that thing write itself, or you know, thank whatever <laughs> the goddess, thank the goddess that I wrote in. 
Letting that come out. Keep letting that come out. Can you? I didn't hear very. Can, can you say? Yeah, keep letting that come out. Keep letting that come out. <laughs> I, I invitation for everybody. Keep letting that. Yes. Come, keep letting that come out, and we'll see you next week for the next chapter. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks for being here.